Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. Between cows' burps and manure, as well as their massive land, water, and feed requirements, the dairy industry is often blamed for adding substantial greenhouse gases to the atmosphere and contributing to monocropping, soil degradation, and water pollution. But for more than a decade, the U.S. dairy industry has been working aggressively to reduce cows' carbon hoofprint and meet ambitious goals to become greenhouse gas neutral, optimize their water use, and improve water quality by 2050. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Karen Scanlon, Executive Vice President, Environmental Stewardship for Dairy Management, Inc., and the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy, shares details about these goals and the progress the industry is making to achieve them. So like most intentional sustainability initiatives, the U.S. dairy industry's efforts under the guidance of the Dairy Checkoff and the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy to improve its environmental impact began with a life cycle analysis in 2008. This is a first of its kind for the U.S. food and agriculture sector. As Scanlon explains, its findings weren't as bad as many thought, but there was still significant room for improvement. 2008, uh, U.S. Dairy conducted the first nationwide life cycle assessment in the global agri-food sector. And that LCA, which was focused on fluid milk, showed that USD, U.S. Dairy accounts for just 2% of total greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S. So knowing the footprint of fluid milk and knowing the commitment of farmers and dairy companies have to continuous improvement, the Innovation Center was set on a path to demonstrate that transformative good that we believe dairy does for people, for communities, and for the planet. The LCA also found that fluid milk accounts for 5.1% of U.S. water use and 3.7% of U.S. farmland, all of which Scanlon says the dairy industry has reduced since the assessment was conducted. And while there's more to do, she says that the progress demonstrates U.S. dairy farmers' commitment to caring for the earth and responding to consumer concerns about how their food is made. I know that um, globally, 75% of consumers care about how their food was pr- produced. So it's, it's critically important for us to convey uh, that not only has U.S. Dairy set some specific environmental goals, but that really, in fact, U.S. dairy farmers have a legacy as environmental stewards and continually innovating and improving and lowering their footprint by adapting um, and adopting specific practices and technologies that enable them to do that. And we have a, a couple of statistics there, too, that we know that um, to, that farmers producing uh, producing a gallon of milk produce 60, or pr- produce 60% more milk with 15 million fewer cows using 65% less water and 90% less land than they did 76 years ago. And that's a 63% smaller carbon footprint. And then if we fast forward several years to, to today, that continued progress shows that producing a gallon of milk has shrunk significantly from 2007 requiring 30% less water, 21% less land, 
and a 19% smaller footprint. So building on this legacy really shows that dairy is a leader in agriculture with goals focused on environmental stewardship. And that's an incredibly important message to share with the world today. Um, you know, I have four young kids myself, and um, they're all considered in the, that uh, next generation. And I know that that generation cares a lot about where their food comes from and how it was produced. So it's super important for us to get these science-based facts uh, out about dairy and uh, about how we've seen continuous improvement in this industry and that dairy farmers um, know that there's that commitment continues and there's more we can do to continue to demonstrate that dairy is an environmental solution. Armed with the findings from the LCA, the U.S. Dairy Innovation Center worked with stakeholders across the industry to identify key areas for improvement and outline how different players could positively change dairy's environmental impact. The result was the U.S. Dairy Stewardship Commitment, which Scanlon explains identified three priorities that could drive outsized impact. To date, we have 34 companies representing 75% of milk production have adopted that stewardship commitment. So they've committed to using a common set of measures to talk about and demonstrate progress in those areas. And another uh, uh, exercise that U.S. Dairy did was 2018, then again in 2021, we leveraged a third-party review process called materiality assessment. And that's a process where the industry prioritized the most pressing areas of um, topics that are material for the organization to focus on, and it's, um, which means they're important to stakeholders as well as areas where the industry can have an impact. And what that materiality assessment showed us uh, in the environmental space is that their um, top topics for the industry to focus on are greenhouse gas emissions and climate, water use, uh, water quality, nutrient management, and soil health. And so that was the beginning of the uh, dialogue and development of the 2050 goals. And so from that materiality assessment, we went through about an 18-month stakeholder input process so that we could have critically important input and feedback from a variety of stakeholders from the broad farmer community, dairy companies, supply chain partners, environmental NGOs, academic institutions, etc. And we held discussion sessions during the developmental stage of the um, draft goals, incorporated feedback, and then we actually had a comment period uh, where the draft goals were shared out and we received written comments uh, on those draft goals. So we went through a very critical and thoughtful, purposeful process to bring that stakeholder input in, which we felt made um, these goals really grounded and meaningful. And then at the same time through that process, we feel like we built greater understanding and support for the goals uh, that were set for the industry. I think one of the things that we recognized 
when we set these goals is that it's important to convey that these goals are collective um, across the industry. And when we think about the dairy industry, that includes uh, at the field level where the feed crops are grown, the crops that feed the cows, at the dairy farm where um, the, the cows are cared for and produce the milk, and at the dairy processing facility where uh, the fluid milk from the farm is made into dairy products. So our collective 2050 goals encompass at the field, at the farm, and at the processor level. And they, the goals state that by 2050, dairy industry collectively will achieve greenhouse gas neutrality, optimize water use while maximizing recycling, and improve water quality by optimizing utilization for manure and nutrients. And as we share this out with our stakeholder and, and dairy community, we heard back very clearly that there is no one-size-fits-all for how any farm or any company will contribute to these industry-wide goals. There's no recipe. There's no prescription. And so we had to make very clear in our communication about these goals within the industry and to the broader audience that uh, we are creating a pathway for the industry by focusing on research and on support and innovation so that every farm and every company has access to uh, what they need in order to make sound business decisions as they contribute to progress that the industry um, has set for itself. Taking a closer look at the three priorities set by the dairy industry, it may be surprising to some that reaching greenhouse gas neutrality by 2050 made the cut. Given the LCA's discovery that dairy cows contribute only 2% of total greenhouse gas emissions to the U.S. But, as Scanton notes, every incremental reduction can have a tremendous impact on the Earth's climate. Uh, through the LCA, U.S. dairy knows that its greenhouse gas emissions, about 2% of total greenhouse gas emissions in the United States. That doesn't mean we don't have uh, an impact that we care about and want to continue to focus on and believe it's, it's possible for the industry to reach greenhouse gas neutrality, meaning that the uh, emissions into the atmosphere are balanced by removals from the atmosphere. And there, uh, as I mentioned before, there's no one way that any farm or company contributes to that. Uh, so we need to set the stage and we need to set the path for how uh, we can make progress toward these goals. So in 2020, the industry launched what we call the U.S. Dairy Net Zero Initiative, and that is that industry-wide effort through which we can accelerate voluntary action on farm to reduce environmental impacts by making practices and technologies more accessible and affordable for farms of all sizes and all across the country. And at the farm level, we know where, we know the areas of the farm to focus on. We have a, a farm environmental footprint that the greenhouse gas emissions um, come from manure, manure management and storage, come from enteric emissions, which are cow burps, come from feed production on those crop fields, and come from on-farm energy. 
And there's a variety of practices and technologies available in each of those areas. And what we want to do is through advancing science, uh, through on-farm pilots, and through development of new markets um, that we accelerate through our initiative. We want to knock down the barriers and create greater incentives for farmers that will lead to economic viability on farm and a positive environmental impact. One example of how the dairy industry is reducing enteric emissions of methane, so emissions from cow burps and manure, is to test dietary additives that can help settle cows' stomachs and reduce the gas that they pass. So under our greenhouse gas neutrality goal, we do have a focus on addressing methane emissions from those two sources, from the cow burps and from manure. And um, as I said, you know, advancing research and pilots and support systems to scale up use of, of practices and technologies for um, enter addressing enteric fermentation or enteric methane emissions. We farmers, um, many farmers across the country today, all look at the feed that they produce. I'm um, sorry, the feed that they um, feed to the cows. So a balanced diet. Uh, that um, provides the feed quality and um, keeps the cow healthy and produces milk, balanced in the right way can also significantly reduce the production of enteric methane emissions. Um, there are also um, feed additives that are on the market and are in the pipeline that can be added to a balanced diet for cows and can also contribute to lowering uh, methane emissions even farther. And one of the efforts that we're doing through the Net Zero Initiative is to bring stakeholders together from across dairy and beef value chains to combine resources and funds that can be focused on research and development of new practices and technologies that will put more uh, tools in the toolbox for farmers to reduce enteric methane emissions. And we call that the Greener Cattle Initiative. And uh, we're, that's something that we're leading with the Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research. So that's going to be a pivotal way that we can um, direct resources and focus in an area where we know we can make uh, an impact of uh, reducing methane emissions on the farm and that's going to contribute significantly in the short term to, towards slowing global warming. The dairy industry's second and third goals focus on water, which Scanlon said ranked very high as a topic that the industry should focus on because it's a finite resource but also an essential one. To ensure that every last drop is used responsibly and to its fullest, Scanlon explains that the second goal looks at how farms can maximize water use by recycling it more efficiently. In um, our LCA, we know that dairy is responsible for just over 5% of total U.S. water withdrawal. And of that, uh, about 94% of the water is used for crop irrigation, that where we're growing the dairy feed. So it, it's really important that even while we have a relatively small impact on uh, the water withdrawal, most of that is used for feed production. And um, that makes it important for us to have a, a, a goal on that. And 
we know that there are a lot of great activities happening uh, across the dairy industry today focused on um, optimizing water use. And there are um, – every farm across the country use water, uses water more than once, and some up to seven or eight times use the, the same gallon of water over and over on a farm. So really extending that um, – the value of the water and, and how it's used across the dairy. So water recycling is just um, – it's one of strategies, one of several strategies that farmers use on their farm. Um, they use water for drinking, um, to cool down the cows, to clean the milking parlor and the milking equipment, and to cool the milk when it's in the storage tanks. So using that water um, over and over again and uh, really getting – making every drop count uh, of that water uh, is – is part of the strategy. And so through this goal, we're able to focus um, resources um, and information about how to maximize uh, the water use on farm and provide additional um, practices and technologies uh, and support for expanding those practices across, across the industry. Building on this, the third goal for 2050 is to improve water quality which relates in part to how farms manage manure or other nutrients and cultivate healthy soil. At the materiality assessment, water quality was at the top as well as nutrient, uh, nutrient management and soil health. So that's how this goal came together, recognizing that uh, water is important and that um, caring for or Paying attention to water quality is also paying attention to how manure and nutrients are used on the dairy and on the on feed production acres. And as we incorporate manure as fertilizer onto the feed production acres, we're also helping to build soil health. So this is a goal that really helps us demonstrate that circularity of dairy farms where we have um, crops, crops grown um, under um, regenerative agricultural practices, such as no-till and cover crops, and so keeping the soil covered and adding roots and nutrients to the soil and having a diverse rotation of crops that are grown on the field, that produces a crop that goes to feed the cows, and the, the cows eat the feed and produce the milk and produce manure, and that manure is then um, managed so that it can become fertilizer again, which goes back out to the field. So all of these practices together in that circular pattern on the dairy farm can also um, lead to and, and result in improved water quality because we are using renewable manure-based fertilizers on the crop fields to improve soil health. And healthier soil will um, absorb water and will avoid runoff and will keep the soil and the nutrients that are attached to that soil in the fields instead of letting it run off into nearby waterways. One way the industry is tracking its progress towards these goals is by celebrating best-in-class farms and companies that apply innovative practices and technologies that are scalable and replicable across the country. 
Last week, the 2022 winners were announced and included seven farms, businesses, and partnerships that displayed excellence in methane and other greenhouse gas reduction, such as Bar 20 in Kerman, California, which teamed with BMW North America to use renewable electricity from its dairy digester to help power more than 17,000 electric vehicles per year. This year's awards also recognized innovative water use efficiencies, including Greyhouse Farms in Stony Point, North Carolina, which designed their dairy with efficiencies in mind and incorporated a four-stage lagoon to best use nutrients and water. Scanlon also calls out past notable winners. Gotten to highlight like a, a Washington State dairy farmer who uses worms to filter his cow's manure. And that means because of the, the worm activity, he's reducing odor, um, reducing the greenhouse gas emissions from his manure, um, reducing the number of trucks that are transporting uh, the manure off the farm, and getting better control over the nutrients that end up in the, um, in the water that goes out to irrigate the crop fields. So that's an award winner that we get to celebrate and learn from. And what they're doing on the farm, now others are learning from and being able to replicate and investigate and see if it works for their farm. And then similarly, we had a uh, recent processor, dairy processor, that won a Dairy Sustainability Award, and they were recognized for two companies partnering together, and they um, created a private municipal treatment plant to manage um, industrial waste. And from this partnership and the creation of the new treatment plant, they reduced the stress on the municipal infrastructure and eliminated hauling of waste from the facility and generated renewable energy for their facility. So it's, it's so wonderful to be able to recognize these kinds of uh, ingenuity and innovation and continued commitment at the farm and at the processor level. Recognizing that some innovative sustainable solutions can be expensive, Scanlon said that Net Zero Initiative is working to include dairy farms in the evolving ecosystem service markets, to reward farmers who are reducing their environmental footprint, sequestering carbon, or reducing methane emissions. Likewise, she said some farms fund sustainability initiatives by leveraging the manure-based products market, such as fertilizers, compost, and other products from aged manure. We're connecting the business economics with the um, benefit of environmental practices on farm, and that means we're creating this really continually improving sustainable dairy industry. And uh, that's definitely what we want to focus on through our initiative. For dairy industry stakeholders looking to improve their sustainability or contribute to these goals, Scanlon recommends they start by identifying where they are. Farmers can do this with a farm environmental stewardship assessment provided by the National Milk Producers Federation. For dairy producers, the Innovation Center recently produced a guide to map out a company's sustainability journey. As for brands, she encourages the come to the table and work with dairy by advancing research and pilots that support or enable farms and processors. Two that are already involved include Nestle and Starbucks. With that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this installment and will join me again in the future. 
And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.